0: Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild turkey Federation, brought to you by Tetra Hearing. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where the host and guest discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience as a field, and to share our members' stories. Welcome back, everybody, for this episode 24 of the Turkey Call All Access podcast, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation, brought to you by Tetra Hearing. This week, guys, we're closing out turkey season 2022. My buddy Jake Arval from First Form Outdoors, First Form uh, Exercise Supplement Company, he came out to New Hampshire, visited with me, we hung out and uh, ran after some, some New England turkeys. You're going to hear about that. You're going to hear about health, wellness, fitness, why that all matters to your hunting season, your turkey season, your fall seasons, why it matters to your family, and how it matters, and why it matters to the next generation of hunters and conservationists and where you fit in on that. All that and a mule named
1: Asbestos. We do all of it in 90 seconds. Let's go. Picture this, the sky full of birds, a good dog by your blind and the pinnacle of reliability in your hands. When the entire experience relies on the moment that trigger is pulled, Your shotgun better be nothing less than perfect. Benelli's Super Black Eagle 3. Dominate the skies.
2: Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America the Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitats, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.
3: This is Jason Hart, co-founder of Nomad Outdoor, and I'm here to welcome you to the Turkey Call All Access Podcast hosted by my good buddy Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're constantly innovating to keep you more effective in the field. Check out our new 2022 Nomad turkey products, including our innovative bull lounger turkey vest, our new mesh-like pant, and our bino harness system designed with a turkey hunter in mind. Also, for you whitetail, waterfowl, and western big-game hunters, keep a lookout for new products coming later this summer by Nomad. Nomad, gear that hunts.
0: good 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 so our hands are all bloody and there's feathers and mud on the floor of this little fine fine looking establishment Mm -hmm.
4: and there's a reason for that there definitely is (laughs) it was it was an eventful weekend that's for sure welcome to new hampshire how was it it was it was awesome it's honestly it's been been a great experience overall i didn't know what to really expect coming out here um but i can't be disappointed that's for sure
0: the audience for this show hears me talk about it all the time. Cause obviously I'm here, I'm based mm-hmm. in new England. So I'm going to talk about things I know. And, um, I'm sure they're sick of me talking about how
4: awesome it is up here <laughs> as far as Turkey hunting goes. But yeah, here we are. Yep. No, that's, I was actually talking to my dad last night, dad and younger brother. And, um, they asked what's the train like out there? I'm like, well, it's kind of it's like a mix between the lower midwest and then like the boundary waters that's kind of how i Hmm. deem it to where it's like we don't have a lot of mount like it's not necessarily mountainous or anything but definitely the undergrowth um it's a little bit wetter and i just it seems a lot like the I look at it as like the boundary water Yeah, of that's,
0: that's pretty accurate. Now we go and what's unique about this area is, you know, within an hour, you can go from terrain like this and be in mm-hmm. 20 minutes from the Atlantic ocean. And now you're in
4: legit mountains. Yeah. Well, we were, <laughs> we were eating lobster <laughs> and then we, we headed further north or I think we headed north, I don't yeah, know. Northwest. Okay. Yeah. Northwest and, um, definitely gets into more of the roll like rolling Hills yeah. and everything. And I'm assuming it just, and then it's more and more, mountains. you go no, due north on 93. And then you end up right in the White Mountains. Gotcha. And then those feed. Um, Don't worry, we're locked in now. Oh, we're good. That was very strange. <laughs> technology. It's a fine security <laughs> system on <laughs> these <laughs> little hooches. Apparently, <laughs> it's more, more technology than I've grown up with. Um,
0: yeah. So you're in you're in the White Mountains. Now those will go over east uh, into into Maine. And that's kind of where the Appalachian well, not kind of it is where the Appalachian Trail finishes. Right. So uh, over in uh, Mount Katahdin and then they'll go into the Green Mountains of Vermont. So it's a it's a pretty hilly terrain uh, region. When you get into it, and actually they go down into the first years in massachusetts when you think of mass most people don't think of mountains mm-hmm. but western side of the state is, is
4: absolutely gorgeous yeah real it's, real nice it's the furthest east i've ever been so definitely not disappointed yeah. in no shape or form so, seeing the sun come up before five o'clock how's that work out <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's definitely different. That's for sure. I was, I mean, just even today when, you know, everything took place, I was like, oh my gosh, it's only about seven o'clock. Usually that, like what I was feeling because we'd already been out there so long. No. I'm like, oh, it must be like 10, 11, maybe somewhere in there. Nope. Seven.
0: This is pretty cool about it. Right. I mean, especially the later in the season. I mean, it's, it's a grind. But you're getting so much more hunting opportunity Mm -hmm. because we are only till noon. And I think Maine is all day, but I think Massachusetts and Vermont go to noon or maybe one o'clock. So Mm -hmm. you don't have all day, but the later we get, you're getting a full day of hunting opportunity in by the time 12 o'clock rolls around.
4: Yeah. Well, that's I mean, where I'm from in Missouri there, it's till one. And uh you know, shoot, it doesn't, the sun's not up that early. So it definitely gives a lot more time for sunlight. And usually, I mean, just with work and everything, we're usually there eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Well, in today, take to today, for instance, I would've been able to be out there, hunt, made things happen and then right back to work. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. pretty cool.
0: It's a great part about spring Turkey season is being able to do that. And- have yourself a good time and then still get the whole rest of the day done. Maybe a little tired (laughs) for the worse for wear, but uh, it's totally worth it. And that's why it's once a year. So
4: we'll take it. Yeah. No, it's the people up here have been phenomenal. Like that's one of the things, you know, you never know going into a new area and it's just pretty cool to be able to connect. Even I went to the, the outpost, the outpost where I got my tag and everything. Oh yeah. Those guys in there, like you said, they'll take care of you and they're, some of the nicest individuals physically possible, super welcoming coming into the state. They're like, all right, good luck. Go get them. Yep. So it was super cool.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's good to hear because, uh, you know, our neighbors to the south in Massachusetts don't often get those accolades. So
4: <laughs> well, <laughs> we like yeah. to hear that here in New Hampshire. It's the yeah. friendlier part of New uh, England. Uh, that's it's awesome. Well, that's how <laughs> I have friends from New York and everything like that. And I, there's sometimes I get on. And I'll even be on like a phone call with them, And I literally feel like I just got out of a verbal war (laughs) like back and forth. Like I could hardly get a, like two cents in, in the conversation. Like at first I think they're mad at me or something. It's like, no, they're just talking normal and we're literally going back and forth. And I have to feel like I have to assert myself in every conversation. So, but it's
0: just the way, (laughs) way of the north. I guess it's awesome. So speaking of work, we are, we are working on a Saturday, technically, I guess, by throwing down the, these, these tasty tracks. Um, Jay Arvald from First Form, First Form Outdoors, is joining us here on the show. And as we've been reliving the uh, this morning, it's Saturday morning here in New Hampshire and uh, our morning activities. He killed his first uh, New Hampshire turkey fine bird uh double bearded nine and a half and ten inches yeah uh, yeah nice heavy bird was with a bunch of hens like everything's with hens this year it's we we're talking about that earlier just how many he was, hens he was the ratio it out, that's for sure my gosh <laughs> oh and this late i mean you know he's um You know, that, that, that ability to recruit turkeys has Mm -hmm. been, has been had. So hopefully all those hens are going to go lay, uh, go lay eggs and and have successful nests and Mm -hmm. have a good, good summer. Um, it's just a lot of it all across the country. It's, it's been like Mm -hmm. that.
4: Yeah. That's, I mean, we were talking earlier about that. That's same thing. My dad said they're up in Wisconsin and he's like had five toms all around one hen and literally they would not leave the hen for anything. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely they're moving out and around and they're sticking with those hens pretty hard.
0: What uh so we were we were talking discussing your past and your experiences uh with hunting and kind of your career path and you uh you kind of
4: grew up in this out west. Yeah, I mean originally from Wisconsin. Yeah. Um very, very fortunate for the the family and life lifestyle that I was able to be brought up in, um, you know, both on both my mom and dad's side. And I say the hunting side and the fishing side, my dad's side, that was more the hunting side of things. Mom's side was fishing. So fly fishing, all that. And then, uh, on my dad's side, that's where, you know, I had grandpa Jordan and everything, just grandpa <laughs> Jordan overall, but, um, you know, grew up deer hunting throughout the, the Midwest area. My dad fell in love with elk hunting about my age as of now, when he was in college and they'd go out and, um, from there, man, we'd be on this podcast very long. If I went into deep, deeper stories. And about it. How <laughs> that's why I'm
0: talking about it. Cause I, <laughs> I think the juxtapositions are, are worth talking about, you yeah. know, going from the Midwest to your experiences out West. And then, you know, here we are Coming today to sitting in New Hampshire. Yeah.
4: Well that's you know dad dad would go out west hunting with his buddies and then at a young age I always wanted to be able to go out out west elk hunting with him you'd see or hear the different adventures and stories and everything and um dad's biggest thing is if he went out west he always wanted me or his you know I got two younger brothers as well any of his boys to be ready to be able to take care of themselves if something happens to him back in the back country. Same thing in the Midwest. Like he always made sure myself and my brothers were taken care of and we could handle ourselves. So here I am at really eight years old, trying to prove myself that I can go to Colorado. I can go out camping and everything up into the back country and uh, I'll never forget there was at one, one moment, it was always year to year. It's like, nope, can't go, can't go, gotta be a little bit older. And I was just, I'd get so frustrated. And then, um, one year he said, all right, well, you gotta earn it. Right. So in this time, we would, we trailer our own mules and everything out there. Mm. We'll pack them all up in. So for my, my way of being able to prove it to him that I could go out West, take care of myself was I had to go through and saddle our mule. Uh, one of our mules, mine was asbestos big, you know, super tall, uh, hand mule, and at least to an eight year old, huge. And I had to pack him up I had to saddle them up, ride about a mile, mile and a half to the back corner of our field. We grew up on a farm, farm corn, soybeans, and I had to camp behind what we called the big pines. So it was all on your own, all on my own. Damn. Eight years old, and so packed uh, packed asbestos up, put my tent on there, just as if I was going out by myself, and packed the big pines, unpacked myself, set up camp, tent put everything there and I had to stay overnight. So sleep through the night, eight years old. Well, got there, got tent set up. I was all hunky Dory and about one o'clock happened. Like I was in the tent sleeping and we got hit with a massive storm, like torrential downpour, like thunder, lightning. And I'm just sitting in this sleeping bag. Hmm. Like I am not leaving. (laughs) (laughs) I am proving myself. And, um, it was, it just got bad. Super, super bad. Middle of the night. Mom, long, long story short, i had found out later that mom's like, you need to go get him yeah, right. to dad. And Every he's mom's like,
0: banging their dad. He's,
4: yeah. Dad's just, dad's sitting in the center on the front porch, watching out across the field to <laughs> yeah. see if I'm coming. Kind of, thing. he's like, no, <laughs> he's got it. And it was about three in the morning, somewhere around there, super early. And, uh, my tent ended up falling down. It was filling up with water, packed everything up onto asbestos that I could. And I started riding back back in and I was so mad and just upset. And I got back and I was like, I'm sorry, I'll do it again. I'll go back out. And I'm like, I just want to be able to earn to go out there out to Colorado. And he's like, well, you made it out there. You packed everything out, you set up camp you can go to Colorado. There you you go. made yourself out. So went out first trip was eight years old. We started going out there. And then long story short, that was like that's where it all really began for me. I mean, I loved hunting, fishing, everything growing up and um coming forward. I mean, we do whitetail, we do elk and my family ended up, my dad fell in love with elk so much that we ended up starting elk rock ranch up in Northern Wisconsin, which is elk hunting preserve up there. And that was led into guiding there. Um, guided A lot of different make a wish program hunts, things of that nature it really gives you one heck of a perspective on life and just sure. how short it can be cut, cut. Um, and then that trickled into guiding out west uh, hunts out in idaho with cayuse outfitters out there Um, elk moose bear those guys had did a couple fly fishing trips and then um, came back from that segwayed in, got into CrossFit, fitness, all that different stuff, and then ultimately came right back around into working down where I'm at, down in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, with First Form. Yeah. So it's been nuts.
0: So before we get into that, I want to go back to Asbestos. Um, Why? <laughs> where
4: did this name come from? I mean, that's not a normal name. No, no. Uh, asbestos was was a giant. He was a gentle giant, but he's just a big bleach white mule hmm. so the name i mean essentially just it goes off of like the um think of like asbestos the insulation that's and everything. exactly where on my head that's at. yep so i'm pretty sure that's exactly where <laughs> it came from and it just stuck uh probably I, dad had gotten him from a friend and asbestos used to be one of those like round pin mules where you put the kids on them Got riding on. around and everything yeah. and uh dad had gotten him uh from a buddy and he was one of the greatest mules we ever had that that man that old man because he was an old man literally saw he had seen more time out west than i would say most people or most mules have hmm. um <laughs> he We would go out and it was the safe one for me because if it was icy or shale rock or anything asbestos would you know a lot of different horses or mules might get a little bit on edge going up the mountain asbestos would just find a point and go right through and i'll just Mm. grab a hold of the horn at eight years old and he would just turn his hooves up and just Uh, straight up the mountain very sure-footed um we've also pushed him down the mountain uh that was, that was an experience and a half, but that was, we retired him after that yeah. age. He fell down a little bit and he got wedged in some trees oh. and we had to literally pull and push him over backwards down the mountain. And we just watched him oof, down the mountain and then he flipped up and just started sliding down, um, and stopped himself literally before going off the edge. It was the only way we could get him out, trying to lift him up. And then we just let him off and he just followed us the rest of the way. So he made it. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know the story was going there. Uh, oh Yeah. No, no, no there's that. Like I said, there's it could go, this could lead into a lot of backstories, uh, a lot of adventures. Asbestos, the tumbling mule. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's good stuff.
0: Let's let's bring it. Let's bring it current. So wild adventures, everything brings you, you know, to where you are today. There's obvious tie-in, and I think what's what's cool about what you guys are doing, your efforts with the outdoor brand, and you know having this this fitness company, is is bridging the gap. I mean, we know that there's some stalwarts in our space. You guys are doing different stuff. The Conversations you and I have had, it's it's exciting to me. I love it because I mean it hits home for me personally. But I think I think it's very timely. I think there's a new you know there's a new perspective. There's a new obviously a new generation of sportsmen and women out there and their, their motivations are different. Their their they um, the things that they do in their life outside of being in the woods and, and having uh, natural pursuits are, are different than, you know, the last 60 years worth of hunters. So talk about the brand, talk about what you guys are doing, the excitement around that and, and the freshness of it all, the, what mm-hmm. it brings to the space.
4: Yeah. You know, it, I think it's just, it's good to understand kind of where, where first form outdoors has come from and just first form itself. Um, I mean, first form the company itself. um, I I ultimately fell in love with the culture, the community, the people there and the mission behind it. Um, You know, I I was involved with it through starting my own CrossFit gym uh, years back, having that going through and just having having that community sense. And we talked about this just in like the brotherhood or individuals in the the armed forces is like, you gain a connection with people that's just on a completely different level. Right. And that's literally, I would, I know it's different, but that's how it felt being a coach in the CrossFit space and just working with those individuals and coaching them to achieve and push through, you know, hard things. And, um, it was very much that community piece, and when I found First Form, like I got involved with them just as a customer, like as a customer because one of the one of the first times I ever um, had an encounter with the company was uh, with this guy Will, who is essentially my boss now, all right, at headquarters. Uh, but honestly, he's just he's a phenomenal friend. He's a great dude. He's a mentor, um, and I never would have guessed our relationship would have gotten to where it is today simply by what I would say as him saving my life after a workout Uh, and that's just him going through and doing a simple gesture of kindness of going through and helping push me through a recover Um, me through one of these workouts that I had done it was at a competition and they were there to go through and um, really I guess sponsor the event itself and I just got done doing this workout and I came back, uh, from the end of it. I mean, three, two, one workouts over and I just collapsed on the ground. And then all of a sudden here's this guy like, man, that was awesome. The, that workout looked, it was super cool, but that looked like it sucked. Like all the, all these things. And he's like, do you need water? Do you need a foam roller? Like post-workout? Like, what can I get you? And I was like, in my mind, I'm like who is this guy? Like, where, (laughs) where did you come from? I'm trying, I'm trying to make my way back to, um, to like the, the recovery spot. And, uh, it was just, it was, Will. it was just, Will being a good dude saw me going through doing the workouts. And, uh, from there it was a, a relationship that just was stemmed and we had a conversation, you know, every time since then I would always, anytime they came up, just be like, um, you know, let me know when you're in town. We can hang out. And that's where it was kind of the first introduction with First Form. Um, And it was just always a genuine thing, like always there to just help. It wasn't there to sell products. It wasn't there to push products. And I looked further into this company and found out that the company, the CEO of the company was Andy Frisella, a gentleman that I had actually been following his podcast for a little bit up Mm. to that time. And it's just funny how things merge together like that. And uh, so I looked further into it and learned more about it. And the goal and the mission was always like, we're going to help real people get real results, no matter if it makes us go broke like that Mm. is always going to be steadfast, what we're going to do. And, um, they just look like some good dudes like i watched some of the original uh athlete search videos things like that with those guys they like shooting guns blowing shit up having a good time like seem like my kind of people yeah. and uh got more invested and involved with them and you know long story short ended up getting offered a position to come down and work at headquarters you know i was with them as an external rep and everything uh for about almost four years and then i got a, a phone call when i was doing shingling on my house one day and it led into an impromptu interview yeah. Facetime interview aren't those the best that yeah, was great <laughs> <laughs> um and, uh, next thing I knew, I was telling her telling, asking and having a conversation with my very, very brand new, uh, fiance, uh, and now wife, very supportive, Tina. I love you.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> she, she looked at this place. I showed her last night and she's like, wow, your job is so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, we'll come back sometime. But, um, the, uh, the adventure and the journey to get to where I am today is just there, there's so many nooks and crannies to it, but you know, when getting down here to first form and working at the actual headquarters, um, hunting the outdoors has always been like my first love in all of it. And that was always a dream of mine. Even when I had my CrossFit gym was how do we bridge the gap between the outdoors and fitness and really tie those things together? Because as I get older, um i mean others around me get older you know got generations before me both my grandfather's now one who taught me how to fly fish and fish and the other one who really was a huge part in the hunting side of things both of those gentlemen are gone Hmm. right and um you know i i'm a firm believer that if there would have been more interaction or more action taken on the diet nutrition exercise physical health side of things we could have probably gained you know anywhere from five, 10 years out of that. And, um, being down here, that's really the further I get into, first form itself is like want to be able to bring that piece into the outdoor space to where it's not just, Oh, let's pass the outdoor heritage along. It's like, let's actually stick around. Let's stick around to enjoy it with more of those family, friends, loved ones uh, that are around us. And um, that's really where like first form outdoors and that branch and sector there is just, it's gone and flourished. It started with that aspect of experience more of the outdoors to where, Hey, if you're physically fit, like healthy, active, when you're going to be able to experience more in the outdoors. It doesn't matter if you're a backcountry out west hunter, if you're a turkey hunter, whitetail, even fishing, or you think of the simplest side of things of hiking, camping, like just being healthy and being conscious of those different things. And it's like what, you know, we've talked about just with the NWTF and just doing those little, those little things like the runs, right. And getting people involved and in creating that community there. That's, right. That's, it's a contagious thing. It right? is. So, um, that's really been the, the mission behind first form outdoors is to help more of those individuals like my grandpas who have passed brothers sisters aunts uncles like all the individuals to where dude, I'm, i grew up on a farm in the middle of wisconsin closest neighbor was a mile and a half down yeah, the road man. on a dirt road um to where it's like helping more of the The good old boys the brothers brothers and sisters um just live healthier lives and uh honestly stick around more
0: three things come to mind as we're as i'm listening to you tell your stories and and just drawing um correlations between the two spaces the fitness space and hunting and outdoor and some things that stand out to me uh one we share a similarity in mentorship uh being an obstacle for people getting involved in both right Mm um uh, one the thing that you and i talked about we're in the field is that you know uh, as it pertained to people like you and i that have a i'll call it a heightened sense of physical awareness (laughs) or physical activity right i can't run as fast (laughs) as you right (laughs) uh we're in it uh and then people see us do it and some people have Uh, a negative reaction because they don't know enough or that makes them uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. or maybe it makes them they're, they're having uh, reconciling their own issues. It's not necessarily Mm -hmm. stuff we're doing, but then there's this other group of people that will whisper in corners and pull you aside and, you know, tell me about what you're doing yeah. Ben O'Brien and I talked about this uh when he was on the podcast about emergent hunters and you know people that like he he used example of people out in um California that are very like uh techie people that you wouldn't think would have mm-hmm. a want or need to hunt and that the the peer group around them would not allow them to by by peer pressure and societal pressures mm-hmm. right the, the people they run with but they'll pull him aside I wanna know more. Tell me what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. So that stands out. And the other thing that stands out, and we can touch on all these, I just wanna present them was that, you know, turkey hunting. And hunting as we enjoy it right now is is very new. It's all in the very last mm-hmm. hundred years, right? Because you go back 123 years and you had market hunting and, and almost all the game animals were wiped off the face mm-hmm. because of market hunting. And then Teddy Roosevelt comes in and we start having this conservation model and then we start putting it to practice and getting smarter about our stuff. Compare that with the health and nutrition aspect of what Americans specifically pre-World War II were pretty well self-sustaining. I'm not gonna say they're like perfectly healthy because you had Mm -hmm. liquor and and cigarettes and all the other Mm -hmm. crap, but like the food we put in our bodies wasn't pre-packaged, it wasn't hermetically sealed, it was likely grown in the backyard, more people hunted and fished, or they got it from local farms, it was locally sourced. So, you know, you're living in this this moment in time now where you have these levels of health. I think the American population is incredibly unhealthy just like you're going through this this time of um, of incredible hunting opportunity right like one's great one's not so great but what i'm saying is i feel like they kind of line up within this this time period in our timeline
4: yeah it's um you you kind of i believe you hit the nail on the head when you you start looking at where the the decline in health has kind of come from and just you know looking back years years in the past, like a lot of our food, it did. I mean, it came straight from the ground, right? State. I mean, on that side of things, came from the ground, came from a farm, like you're having some of the best, you know, wild caught harvested sources, you know, at your fingertips. And now it has moved into a very much prepackaged, all this, you know, X, Y, and Z stuff. Like people have no idea where they're actually, their food comes from. And it's it's very interesting to me to think about that to know that there are definitely individuals out there who um, they're so desensitized of where all of it comes from and they don't realize like that is that is the fuel for your body right and i think that's you know that's a big thing even just for myself and i mean within first Form, the company itself is yeah, we might be a supplement company, but supplements are literally, they're there to fill the gap, right? They're, right, they're right. not there. There's too many, too many of these quick fix things out there that are, you know, shoving stuff down people's throats. Like, oh, this is the only way to do this or to live healthy. It's like, no, actually, let's, let's pay attention to what you're putting into your body, what you're, you know, putting in your mouth. It's like, it's like going out and you know, saying the the spoon or the fork made me fat. It didn't, yeah, right, right? right? Like you're the, you're the one who put it in. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it, it was hard for me. And I think back years, cause it's like, um, I would be lying to say that I didn't know how to do any of this back in the day either. Right. Um, I didn't know the difference between proteins, fats, carbs, and how that all intertwined. Um, you know, I was, I was the, I was a farm kid. I would eat six peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. for a snack just because I was hungry or, yeah. you know, I would use that as comfort. And, um, the, the day and age we live in now to where it's like that stuff doesn't have to be hard, but you are going to have to do some work to make it happen. Right. And knowledge is power. And it's like so many, I don't know. I don't understand why now it's, it's hard for me to understand why people would put all of that power in someone else's hands and say, "Oh, they have our best judgment. In, in mind for us, right? Well, they don't. They're trying to sell you food. They're trying to mm-hmm. sell you these different things that are out there, these different plans. If you want to go through and be the best version of yourself, it's going to take work, right? Just like showing up to the gym, putting in the work, the hours there. Well, as cliche as it sounds, you are not going to outwork a bad diet. And that's going to be the big piece there to where being aware of how much protein you're getting in. And it's it really, I mean, there's a, a, a little rule that ultimately I follow and anyone would go through and see really great results with it is hit quality protein number, hit a quality, like a good adequate amount of calories for your goals. If you don't know what those numbers are, ask for help. Yeah. like and actually don't just sit and try and google it or go around like actually do right. some research look it up drive it yourself out. crazy oh you will and and because you'll drive yourself crazy in the fact like you'll try and do it it's like well I'm just I got the fat gene right yeah right and like so doing that and then the other two pieces like you got protein calories and then water and movement like if you can do those four things consistently for two three weeks and stay consistent with it you'll see phenomenal results because you're gonna you're gonna Start learning and teaching yourself what you're actually eating
2: and being in control of your actions. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.
3: This is Jason Hart, co-founder of Nomad Outdoor, and I'm here to welcome you to the Turkey Call all-access podcast hosted by my good buddy Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're constantly innovating to keep you more effective in the field. Check out our new 2022 Nomad turkey products, including our innovative bull lounger turkey vest, our new mesh-like pant, and our bino harness system designed with a turkey hunter in mind. Also, for you whitetail, waterfowl, and western big-game hunters, keep a lookout for new products coming later this summer by Nomad. Nomad, gear that hunts.
1: Picture this, the sky full of birds, a good dog by your blind, and the pinnacle of reliability in your hands. When the entire experience relies on the moment that trigger is pulled, your shotgun better be nothing less than perfect. Benelli's Super Black Eagle 3. dominate the skies.
0: So. The water thing is huge, man. I, and when, when people in my my circles, my family, they started asking me. They, they, when they started seeing a physiological transformation like it was happening, um, they're like, all right, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing. <laughs> um, I don't drink soda anymore. Yeah. Because I was like a three to four Diet Dr. Pepper's Day kid because uh, yep. that shit tastes good. Yeah. And that's the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. It's more addictive than smoking cigarettes, which I did for many years. Um, it it was, it is remains harder, uh, to curb the, the sweet tooth Mm -hmm. that I still struggle with daily. Um, then, you know, I, I look at cigarettes and I just find them absolutely repulsive. Now mm-hmm. a couple of years after quitting, I was like, Oh, Jones for it, Jones for it. But now I'm like repulsed. I am not repulsed by a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> good, You're, you're normal. <laughs> <That's laughs> you're
1: exactly right. It all tastes
0: good. <laughs> um, the water aspect though, man, being full on water and challenging yourself to carry a, a Nelgene bottle or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is. Name your water bottle, fill that sucker up, drink it and then drink it again. Yeah. And most then drink
4: it again. Of, yeah, most of the time when people are hungry like drink some water. Drink I some bet, water. Yep, but you're probably you're probably just thirsty. Like yep. you're you're trying to look for some sort of fixation to be able to take that place. That's exactly right. That and that 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 was like so much of a, a
0: solve for me. Mm-hmm. And now I, now I, now it's just part of my daily. It's mm-hmm. I crave it. It's like, if I don't have my damn bottle with me, it's like, where am I going to get my water, <laughs> which I get made fun of. And that's fine. No, I'd rather be made good. fun of and than have that. Um, so this point is driving to something bigger and, and that, you know, you start touching on it about our bodies and that, you know, we, we do a terrible job kind of, in totality and in in our american society and i started thinking about how people will put more work into their cars into Mm -hmm. their turkey hunting rig into their turkey Mm -hmm. vest than they invest in their in their bodies i just i recently made a a nutritionist appointment because you know talking about uh, macros and getting your your numbers right i was the guy spinning wheels googling and and doing Mm -hmm. all this crazy stuff like look i just need to invest Mm -hmm. in me so, yeah, if it's not covered by insurance, OK, I'm going to find a way to pay for this appointment because that's an investment in my body and I only get one. Yep. And that's it. Uh, likewise, with your mental health, I mean, we're talking in May, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, like eh, the taboos and everything that comes with that. I, I feel like should be gone. I don't think they're completely gone, but, you know, investing in time uh, to work on the stuff between your ears can make everything else down down range so much better.
4: Dude, it is um, I mean you're you're hundred percent right. I mean I bought these pants, right? I bought these pants 70 bucks. Well I could have gotten, you know, I look at this to where how much whole food could I have gotten with it you know, on the, even the supplement side of things, like I could have gotten an entire jug of protein, if not almost two, right. For that same cost, which would have taken care of me for an entire month. It's like, and I bought a pair of camel pants and I'll go, I mean, you can spend so much money in any of these things. And that's where I I said it earlier is you will go through and put so much time and money into your car and you, you hit on it. it's like when i say like fuel for your body it's like well people will go through and they'll be worried about oh what kind of fuel am i putting in my car yeah. what kind of oil am i putting in my car right those are the same individuals who they'll swing by in that same gas station and they'll buy a snickers and they'll buy x y and z yeah. pizza for them every
0: three or now every five to ten thousand miles they're in there mm-hmm. getting oil change mm-hmm. how often are we changing our oil yep like never
4: hmm yeah never so Nope. It's, but I look at it as, uh, you know, your health, you're either going to pay for it now or you're going to pay for it later, right? Like where, where are you going to invest in on it? Um, Because if you're not going to invest in it, in on it now and taking care of yourself now, you will pay for it later. I have numerous different friends, family members who are going through different, you know, just issues within the hospital. I think both my grandfathers who had passed away. I mean, I watched the last couple of years of their life. I mean, it was just, and even it was, shoot, it was almost five, 10 years of their life where it was a struggle. Right. And it was never like, I just think of the quality of life there, right. Of like, what was actually, what was that life like? Right. And like how much better it could have been if we would have done some things up in the front end. Sure. It would have been astronomically different
0: you wonder well I wonder you know I know some companies are more forward-thinking uh, insurance companies as, as it were with benefits and even you know owners of companies and they've started to come around and in investing in their people insofar as their health mm-hmm. and it's great to see I, we're not even close to being where we need to be but you know just if you stop and think about if I'm a, if I'm a business owner and I got a bunch of folks that are morbidly obese, can't walk up and down a flight of stairs to get to their cubicle. How are they performing their job? Like they working for mm-hmm. me, they're there to essentially just make me money.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know, you can get into the taking care of your people and their friendships and, and the humanity part of it, but just on the simple business proposition of, I pay you for your goods and services. Mm-hmm. You give me your goods and services. And it's a trade, it's a deal, right? Mm-hmm. But I want you to be the best quality I can get. Like, I, I wonder, like and so. Then I start putting my tinfoil hat on. And I think there's all these conspiracy theories. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm probably not off on some of this because mm. healthy people don't make big pharma money. Healthy people don't make insurance companies money. So, you know, and I start thinking about the education system in our country. They don't touch on this ever. Nope. They breeze through it. They, you know, things that, that our education uh, department, uh, in the Fed, and at the local level need to teach kids is how to balance the checkbooks, how to stay away from credit cards, and how to freaking eat.
4: You know it's, it's funny you say that, like, and I look at this through colleges. When I, one I was going, uh, I was going for a doctorate in chiropractic and I went into the health, wellness and fitness space side of it. And then I ultimately segued out and, uh, dropped out of college after being there way too long, trying to spin my wheels in different areas. And, uh, in that time that I was there though, I kind of got introduced to, of course it was CrossFit, but right before CrossFit, I went through a little bit of a stint where I did the bodybuilding side of things. And really in that bodybuilding piece is like, I learned about macros, protein, carbs, fats, and something that was completely just, you know, a foreign language to me. And it took me six months because i was very going back and forth on it like i just kind of pushed back against it and then i figured out like oh this is actually a lot easier if i try not to fight it yeah right and as soon as i figured it out while i was also going through classes you know it's funny as a coach i used to hold myself back from having a lot of conversations in different areas i'm like man, what if i talk to a doctor what if i talk to you know this individual my dad right my dad's Doctor in chiropractic. My grandpa was as well, uncles, all this. And my dad learned had one nutrition class throughout his entire doctorate. <laughs> right. Like I knew, I knew, and I, to this day, still know more about nutrition yeah. than in, an individual who went to college for eight years. That is that, that baffles me. Yeah. And you think about it, it's like I had, <laughs> I took a nutrition class in school And it was the one class where I had full on arguments with my professor because something that I had learned on the side when it came to macros and just like understanding the proteins, fats, carbs, micronutrients, uh, macronutrients, and then getting into this place where I go into a, into a classroom and there's a professor here supposed to be teaching me these different high hierarchy (laughs) of things. And we're going over this thing called my plate that is literally destroying people and destroying their, their thought process and how this looks. And, you know, there's so much that is tied into it to where a lot of these different classes or stories or, um, you know, teachings are based off of who funded them. Right. And that's, and temp oil exactly, hat. and you can pop that thing on whatnot, <laughs> because it's the truth. And that's, that's honestly where you get in, like, for me, it's just, um, but we're not going we always say it, there's a, there's, no. it, it comes from somewhere. No, and I'm not, I'm not sorry for saying it any way, shape or form because it's, you know, I look at it, my mom, my dad, I have family, family, friends, members who have done all this stuff back and left, right. And it just, honestly, it it frustrates the hell out of me. And um, that's a big reason why going in and doing the first form outdoors piece is to debunk mm. and connect people in towards like, I'm, we're not here. I'm not here to go through and sell anyone anything. Right. I'm here to go through and tell people the truth and that's, and just help people feel like they have some sort of control because once you go through and help people have control and you think about where the country's been and we could go down a whole nother thing Hmm. that way. But you think of where we are as, as individuals in this day and age, it's like healthy people are individuals who have control over themselves and no one else is in control of them. It's
0: you know, it's Jocko's favorite saying, discipline equals freedom. You know, percent. And I, I live by that is, um, in every aspect. And I, and I, I felt the, the goodness of that saying I, I, when I started my fitness journey, I started feeling that before I knew who Jocko Wilnick was. And I read his books and, and then I started this, two started connecting. I was like, yeah, shit. Yeah, man. I can, it discipline does equal freedom because I can go walk so much further after a turkey than i could three four years mm-hmm. ago because i'd get gas not knowing it mm-hmm. i just been doing it for so long you just it's like the the frog in the the boiling pot you know mm-hmm. yep. analogy you yep. have no idea you're getting boiled to death and then until you're out of the boiling water you're like holy crap yeah yeah <laughs> you know, this is like, this, this is, is actually different. really this is actually really nice yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yep um you know we were cruising around some hills yesterday and i i'm, I'm with you and i'm with carter and when i'm thinking like hey i'm, I'm here's three fit guys
4: that four years ago, I wouldn't have been able to hang. Mm-hmm. I would have been sucking ass. It's it's funny. You were thinking that I was thinking of the same thing yeah. as we we're walking up that hill. I'm like this, this would be hard. I could, I was thinking of a couple other people that when we got to the top of that hill, cause it was, I mean, it was steep, but it was long. Yeah. And I know some individuals in my life that if you're listening to this, you know, who you are <laughs> <laughs> move. move, um, that, uh, you know they would they would be sucking wind and or they would have just been like hey you guys go on ahead I'll stay back here you guys do your thing which that again like that doesn't allow any of those individuals to experience that 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 outdoor heritage it doesn't allow them to be a part of it right and um, literally getting left behind yeah 100% Yep. so it's it's nice to be able to have that freedom
0: and, and I think you have to unknowingly suffer to
4: appreciate that freedom. You know 100%. what I mean? Yeah, that's, you know, it's uh misery loves company. You choose your misery, right? No. Like you, you think about it, it's like, um, I'm sure in the the military, the armed forces side of things, um, you know, there's going to be times where it's like, all right, life really is, it's hard. There's things that really do suck, but you choosing to go through those things that suck prior and picking your suck allows you to go through and work through all the things that are harder later on.
0: Yeah. And there's stuff, you know, getting into my mid forties now that the 20 year old me like wouldn't have the stones to do. (laughs) Wouldn't just didn't have the, the mental capacity, didn't have the life experience, didn't have the ability to try to try to, um, have that mind over matter, um, ethos and put that to work. Mm. Cause you're just, you're just too young and dumb. Mm-hmm.
4: You don't know what, uh, you know, you see it a lot throughout the, the putting yourself through hard things aspect. Uh, you know, you doing your first half, right. Yeah. And then going to do a full, Yeah, that's kind of what we talked about is like in the beginning, someone going through and doing their first 5k, that's the hardest thing they know. And then all of a sudden they do it. They're like, mm. I could do a half and then say do a half it's like they're preparing for this oh I could do a full well the reality is is like those individuals the the ability they have to do those things is there they just haven't built up the mental ability to push themselves to that point right now if they went right into a full or something like that yeah it's gonna hurt Hmm. but when pain starts to set in where does your mind take you? You know, does it push you straight forward further into the deep, you know, dark hole that you're going into? Um, or do you back out? Right. And that's, I've always personally for me, um, and I've talked a lot about this with my team and everything too, is, you know, you have to create a light switch mentality to where it's like, most people live their entire lives, living in fear of the dark. Hmm. And every time you go through and you overcome one of those hard things, or you decide to push forward when most would stop, that's you turning the lights on and you're able to see further down the hallway in your life. Every time you don't, you essentially shut the lights off and you step further back. So the more you can create that light switch mentality of have that hard conversation, show up for that workout, do those things you don't want to do. That's you just turning the lights on and the cool piece with that is it creates an effect where you're essentially lighting the way for everyone else who's close to you. So it,
0: I, my whole life and I still to this day still do this, you know, I, I, I put certain, not people, but, uh, perhaps experiences, places, um, Positions, positions of power mm-hmm. and put these things on these crazy pedestals, like these unattainable mm-hmm. things. And, you know, talking about running a full marathon mm-hmm. or doing a, a, a an Ironman. Right. Same thing. And I'm not going to say I'm disappointed when I get there. But when I finally take a step and get there, I'm like, oh, that's all this was. <laughs> and Maybe there is some disappointment. Yep. If I, mm-hmm. I guess if I'm being honest, I'm like because I've, I've built these things up so much in my mm-hmm. head. That when I finally get there, like, first of all, I can't believe I'm there. Yep. And then second of all, I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And now the, like the, the prestige is kind of taken away. Like, oh, this is, and I, I guess like become jaded almost all
4: at once, which kind of bites. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, you know, you look that that's developing that mindset though, to where it's just like, you know, because you get to that point, you realize it's like, well, one wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to yeah. be once you get there. And then two, what's next? What's next? Right. Exactly. What, what else can I do? And you realize, you know, everyone's like, and, it, and it's sad. And I know there's people out there who, Oh, you know, what's the point of life? Well, what, like, what do you want it to be? Right. What do you want to do? Cause honestly, like anything that you put, put out in front of you You put that you know i'm very big on like visualization and just putting those Mm. big astronomical goals out in front of yourself it's like all right put that stuff out there and it's probably going to scare you and it might take you quite a few years to get there but that that leads you to take action and action leads to results yeah so it's just time's just something that's going to be in between there no matter you're the one who's in control whether or not you actually start moving in that direction
0: it's like um you know, bringing it back to turkey hunting. You know, guys that uh, guys and gals that think it's you know so hard to go to another state that's not next to them. You know, even that is like a lofty goal. And then you go mm-hmm. do it and you're like, oh, I, I can do this. Like you, you, you mm-hmm. were talking, you're journaling your, your journey to New Hampshire. Like, I can't believe I made it through. And I got mm-hmm. my gun. And, you know, people that don't do that all the time, that's, that's a scary proposition. It's yep. stressful. And it, it's, you know, if you suffer from anxiety, like, holy crap, there's a trigger and a half. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's go to the airport with a gun. Yeah. case. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure it's in the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can, you can do these things. And Mm -hmm. I think the bigger thing is, and you and I agree on this, is asking
4: questions. Don't be afraid to ask. Like, yeah. You know, there was a sense, it's funny that say that because that is, I mean, it's something that you just can't be afraid to ask questions. And it's amazing how. The mind hold yourself back from doing that, because even when so I'd stopped at uh, Walmart right to go through and get my tag. Well, Walmart doesn't go through sell tags to new individuals coming in. They have to have whatever software. I don't know. Yeah, in, and yeah, here in so, New Hampshire, that's right. So yeah, so in, in New Hampshire, and um, so in my mind, I was like, "Wow, well, I'll figure it out." Right? When in reality, it's like, "Well, I could just." Call the national like wildlife, you know, uh, recreation center and ask them yeah, what yeah. should I, what should I do and where should I go? And there was there was this sec, split second of apprehend, like apprehension to it. Like, no, just do it. <laughs> like, I don't know why I would be afraid to go through and call mm. the department, which is there to help, <laughs> right? You. Exactly, right? right. <laughs> and to figure out where should I go to get this tag. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of us just a lot of times towards you're afraid of being that individual who doesn't know yeah. well, you will always be that individual if you don't ask. Yeah. You know,
0: I ask a lot of questions, man. I yeah. know it drives people crazy, but I always will come to a place where I want to be because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gave up that ego a long time ago Yep, and, it's a, it's a, you talk about flipping a switch, mm-hmm. you know, things start
4: working out. Yeah. And you, the more you do it, the quicker you are to go through and hit yeah. the switch when it does come up. So and it's
0: always like when you're in a conversation, oh yeah, you know, this guy and people are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, no, I don't know who you're talking about. Please explain. I want to yeah. learn. Yeah. Tell me, oh, now the whole thing makes sense. Yeah, yeah. This is great. <laughs> yep. Yep.
4: Oh, we yeah. are weird. We are weird animals. Yeah it's pretty cool yeah maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it it's it's pretty interesting to see like just kind of tying it into turkey hunting right and like all this different stuff and think about big big picture stuff right so I've always like, a part of me has always been in this point to where it's like, all right, I'm going to be like, as a kid, everyone wanted to be a firefighter and all this different stuff. And my goal and dream was always be professional hunter, right? As sure. like a 12 year old kid, I'm like, see all these guys out. Now I'm good friends with the uh, Drury Outdoors guys yeah, yeah. and get to know you. And, um, you know, I used to see, that. I was like, all right, we're going to make something like that happen. And again, that was like big vision picture stuff to where you put that out in front of everything is like, all right, I'm going to work towards that. No matter what Avenue I've gone down now, here we are today, right? Like you think about all the different things that have happened Mm. to ultimately lead to go out, share, you know, as we say, share dirt and everything together. Um, Go out, have an awesome time, put down an awesome bird, create memories in that area and it's tying it together to where, you know, okay. I'm definitely in the the outdoor space yeah. right and we're going through and connecting with some great people it's in a different avenue than i thought it was back then yeah but honestly i wouldn't have it any other way yep. because it's in a much more impactful way
0: there's a whole generation of us that i think um that are that have arrived where we're at mm-hmm. you know in the space that thought the same thing i'm gonna have a tv show with the sponsors mm-hmm. i'm gonna travel the world and kill stuff but then it's a very finite amount of people. And it, again, talk about being jaded. When you mm-hmm. get into the space <laughs> and you see how the sausage is made, you're like, you know what? I'm pretty cool with where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think you folks can keep the TV shows and yep. do what you do. I'm going to I'm going to get where I've arrived at and keep <laughs> building on that. And like, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm very happy with where I'm at because I had the same aspirations. Yeah. It's like, like I want to do this. That's 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 the only way. Yep. Yeah, but you twist and turns and you end up where you're at and it's still a journey. It's not over. Mm-hmm. It's not over for either of us. You yeah. never, never know what the next year, next month's going to bring. Honestly, yeah. You just keep grinding and keep doing the things you're good at and, and sharpening your, your skill set.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. and see where that, it goes. It's uh life's an adventure. You just got to keep pushing forward on it. And the, uh, uh, Hey, I will say like cool piece into it from the fitness side of the <laughs> outdoor space is just like, it's been a phenomenal group of people to be able to go through and connect with. And that's uh that's one thing I always think is like people make the party. Yeah, and just for bring sure. people together.
0: Oh, I always have maintained turkey hunters are some of the most top quality people, especially within the hunting space. And you can say that, you know, hunters are are like that. And that's just not true. I know some pretty mm-hmm. crappy people that hunt. So we're not gonna like put that badge on or we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll dress it down. Uh same thing with the fitness space. You have a mindset and a mentality of of individuals that are just it's not um and and, then the the quality people are it's not me, 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 even though the both acts are very self-serving. I've said Mm -hmm. this in the past. Like to go out and kill a turkey, that's a selfish act. Mm -hmm. I am going out there to purposely kill that animal for me. Mm -hmm. When I go into my basement into the dungeon, and I beat the snot out of that, that iron and everything else for an hour and a half or more, or I go run like a crazy man. That mm-hmm. is for me. It's for no one else. Well, in a way it's to make sure I'm around for my kids, but ultimately mm-hmm. right up front, that's all about me. Yep. And saying that even being selfish in those acts, the, the, the community, the people, the quality people are not selfish. <laughs> They're very <laughs> humble despite what people think and they see on social media, what you, you, your perception of it, it's not. And if you're not afraid to ask questions, both people in both camps
4: and there's a lot of crossover now, just want to help. Right. And, and that's, that's awesome. It is. And you know, it's something that I believe it, it's, it's something that needs to be acted on because what you, you just said like with you and your kids, I like, guess it's a selfish act. And like, Hey, I am going to work out for me to be the best version of myself. Right. Yeah. But if you look at that, and this is where you, you, because you said it, it's also to be around for my kids. Right. Right. And I think about that as like in the, in the fitness space, you know, one of our, just as a, as a company, and honestly, just even for myself, like one of my core values, company's core values is to lead by example, right? Like it is two and two, 360 degree, 365 degree leadership. Uh, The, the aspect where, you are there to make sure you're the best version of yourself but you're also going through and helping all those around you by showing them how to go through and actually do it right and holding holding that line holding that standard and that too like you know i'm glad you brought it up because that's the other aspect of the outdoor space is like you think of the heritage side of things right to where all right pass the outdoor heritage on right well that means you are there to teach the younger generation coming up how it's done Mm. and making sure that you're teaching them how it's done right but also showing like because this is where i think too you know everyone's like hey you know respect your elders and all that which i believe in right like i think there needs to be yes sir yes ma'am thank you um all this stuff that i feel like has been lost for with some of the younger generations out there but you can also stand your ground and show how show mom and dad how it's done as well and make sure that there's a standard excellence of like how you're handling yourselves out in the outdoors, right? Um, because that's too like when I moved to Missouri, uh, first year down there. And this is one of the big things that I'm wanting to do with first from outdoors and just tying it in, trying to get more of those younger hunters into it or people who don't know and not just young and age aspect, but nov like novicy to it. If that's a word. I don't know if that's a word. But um, you know, I moved down to St. Louis the first time I ever hunted outside of the really outside of public land or outside of private land and moving down to a place that I wasn't familiar with mm. no idea where I could hunt. Um, didn't have like private land to hunt. Uh, it was all public land and it was all like archery based, you know, there's people walking through it and different zoning areas and all this stuff. And man, when I looked at it, I'm like, I'm someone who's been doing this for years and I'm a little nervous I'm like, okay, making sure I'm not breaking the law, I'm not doing anything wrong. And it, I mean that for me, if it took me a bit to figure it out and make sure I was going to the right place, getting the right tag, doing the right thing, I can only imagine what someone brand new mm-hmm. coming in would feel like. And then on top of that, so it's like one, I want to be able to help bring people into the ecosystem that help others do that right but then the other piece is when i went out and this is the public land side of things right because i've never had to deal with this in the past and i just think it's something that culturally culturally needs to change um and that starts with us Is i went out to public land you know come down here i bought a brand new lone lone wolf tree stand uh, that's, I got waited to buy one of those. Cause that was like one of the more expensive ones. So I could pack it in, go and climb up into a tree and in the back of this woods. Well, I went in, left my tree stand or I got there, hunted, left my tree stand there. I put it all the way to the bottom, covered it up with different stuff. And I mean, I was way back in next to a creek bottom and all this stuff. And, uh, <laughs> I literally was going to come back the next day hunt with it next day. I come out or next day it rained. So I left, Like I didn't go out it. And then I came out the following day and I'm looking around and I thought I was mental because I'm like, where did my tree stand go? I'm like, I'm walking around. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And that for me, and this is like, if, if you meet, anyone knows me really really well, like it takes a lot to make me upset and frustrated. and, And even that it didn't like for me, like I was not, I wasn't mad. Like I literally stood there and like, this is what's wrong. Yeah, like this, this is the stuff like this one. I thought to myself, I'm like one, I hope they need it more than I do. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, as long as it goes somewhere, great, good, grand, maybe they need it more than me. But the other piece to that is I think one, that is not just something someone does. Okay. That is something that either one, they were taught That's right. how to do right. Or two, they had it done to themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to get them back. Or well, it happened to me? Right. And it's like, that's like saying, Oh, it's not my job. It's like, no, it's all of our job to make sure that we are setting and holding the new standard for all men and women within the outdoor space, the outdoor community, like industry, all of it. Because that's not how it should be. I right. walked past numerous stands, blinds, all of it. Never thought about oh, I'm going to take this guy's stand, right? Because that'll make him happy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that again. That too, just within the the first from outdoors pieces, leading by example and setting holding a standard there to where it's like, hey, we're all. We're all brothers and sisters who love the sport whether it is turkey hunting elk hunting whitetail it doesn't matter i don't care what gun someone shoots what bow they shoot like exactly people get so twisted in all these different things it's like guys let's share like let's go out and actually enjoy the outdoors and quit nitpicking each other and actually teach the generations old and upcoming how to do it right yeah
0: we've had a lot of time in the last two years to sit around and think about stuff and stew on stuff. And I think that's been part of the problem here recently is just people with too much damn time on their hands. Like seriously, they have nothing to do but think or uh, read this or that uh, in whatever feed or whatever news agency. And they're just, there's so much coming at us in all directions and people are, 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 they're shorting out, man. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're losing their minds and their filters are gone and they're just letting it all just kind of come out in mm-hmm. verbal diarrhea and they're attacking their own. And it's, I even saw something the other day of someone saying, don't say just because it's this or that, like we shouldn't have it. Like they were so invested in their crazy line of thought. that they, they were like, they were dumping on everything they've ever read or seen or, you know, what, what, what the community is represented just to make their point. and and not in a nice way. Like there was so much venom behind it. And it's like, you, you probably can't be helped. You're like so far down that road. We want to help you. We want to like shake you a little bit and have you see clearly, but uh, I don't know where I was going with that point. Other than I think, People, you know, if, if you're that, if you got that much time on your hands, like mm-hmm. go for a walk or a run or pick something up, like bring it back to the gym yeah. and like do something to to give your mind focus.
4: At the end of the day, everyone, you, everyone within this room, within this room knows the difference between right and wrong. The individual who took my stand knows the difference between right and wrong oh, yeah someone picking up that cheeseburger understands the difference between right and wrong what is it going to do and uh too many people have been i believe desensitized yeah. to the consequences of that and um that that just i mean that goes a whole on so whole many levels rel- oh.
0: so many levels you look at the last couple of summers of looting and burning like i never mm. thought i'd see that i remember growing up as a kid, Rodney King. And, like, that was shocking. It's like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening in my country. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's just very... Very part part for the course now. Like I can't believe this is acceptable behavior. Never mind people that'll go on, you know, social and just spout off. I think mm-hmm. what, is it Mike Tyson that says says it best. Like people, you know, stop being afraid of getting punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was him. It yeah, sounds like something he'd say.
4: Yeah, the the saying is like everybody's got a plan until they get punched That's in the mouth. It yep. there it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Everyone's got something to say until you're, you're in front of the the person. Exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, whatever I was thinking about this the other day is like, whatever happened to the whole saying is like, Hey, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Yeah. Just right. Like all the, all these good things that were brought, like I, I was brought up with, right. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if we could go back and instill those back into society then we'd have a better society.
0: We all have that, that I, I, look, last episode of the episode before I talked about, you know, doing stuff at the local level, like in your house, local, mm-hmm. you have that control. Mm-hmm. so when you have kids and i have kids and i you know we have we can control we can control and that's that that little biosphere is what i have some semblance of control my daughter's getting into preteen so mm-hmm. i'm losing control
4: <laughs>
0: as much as i for think <laughs> as much as i think i have control i'm learning that i don't and and, and god is giving me lessons daily by the hour i digress um we can do exactly that. Payback. Dude, I, pass. I, I hope, I hope not. <laughs> I was not that bad. I, I did some stuff, but um, I wasn't bad as some of the other kids. So hopefully my, my chains aren't uh, going to bog me down too much. <laughs> Jeez. We can all hope. Yeah. 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 So as we, as we round this out here, um, what is, uh, what's, I mean, obviously you're going to go back home and, mm-hmm. and get after it. What's, uh, what's next for the the brand any big plans anything you can tell us about that they're coming down the pike?
4: Yeah, I mean really this is it's a you know it's a new new venture, new um, I guess uh, sector within first form itself, just first form outdoors. I mean I literally literally have built it grown and just got it to where it is today. Um, blood, sweat and tears throughout it um definitely got some big things down the pipeline that we're gonna be we're kind of working on um you know we're gonna we're gonna be showing up different events and that's the big thing is just getting connected with people right like going out and going out having conversations that's why i mean can't thank you enough for even having me out here is like okay how can we go out and you know help and impact more of the outdoor space and i said it you know back in the the day and i say it today is like we're gonna go as a company um and it's my goal and my mission within this branch of the company to go out and impact the outdoor industry unlike any other company brand ever has and um and i'm gonna stand behind that so it's gonna like i said it people make the party um you know we're gonna get into some different events and everything uh build some relationships i know we're gonna be at some of the the total archery events uh, got mountain archery fest out in utah out, connect out with some good people out there. Brandon's a really good dude. Uh, and he's got some big plans. And as we go in and connect more into the outdoor space and getting people involved, just being aware of like their physical health and just the actions they take on a day-to-day basis. Um, we're gonna be doing some cool stuff with that, meeting up with some friends. Like for me, it's very much just going out and be able to connect with those people. Um, on the product side of the lines, things like you know, we of course have all of our, our staple products. We're gonna in the next, you know. 12, 18 months, there's going to be some cool things that are ultimately happening within the brand. Um, And then as the years go on, being able to develop it out to where, you know, we're able to really dive into more of the, the outdoor side of things. But with anything we're going to do, it's like, it's going to be we're, we're focused on quality, yeah. right? Like quality of product, quality of people. So before, you know, it'd be very easy for me to just rush in and say, all right, we're going to do this, 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 and this right. Yeah. And bring something of low quality that I'm not going to be a hundred percent backed or behind or uh, behind on. Uh, so I'm okay. Like I'm okay with taking the, the long road to go through and get there and make sure that it's quality and it's quality relationships. Um, You know, I want to make sure anything that we do do as a company, like our, our main focus is the people that we ultimately work with. Right. And that's always, you think about, I think about uh, different companies that we ultimately work with too is like, we're always, as you know, Sal says it best, uh, he's the president of the company and that is like good business deals when it's you win, they win and the people win, yeah. right. And like then we're always gonna be focused on the people, um, you know, as a business and everything, we're gonna go and grow, and we're gonna do the best we can there. Um, but we're always, we're going to prioritize people overall.
0: I, I look forward to watching the evolution of it. And I, and I hope you are taking your time with it and are purposeful because I think so many organizations are just, um, uh, cut and paste and they'll Mm -hmm. put their own clothes on it, but it's nothing new. I Mm -hmm. desperately want to see something new. Mm -hmm. I think where you guys are going, what we've talked about over the last uh, day and a half here, two days, um, is exciting. And, I think, I think the community you're trying to build and the way you guys are going about it is, is exactly the right way. Mm-hmm. So continued uh, success there. Um, and I, you know, I can't wait to see some of these events come
4: around here and maybe even take a trip out to your area and oh, be yeah. a part of some of them. Don't worry. We'll- You Said, uh, we haven't done you haven't gotten into the CrossFit side of things, but no, I want some fun fun there, (laughs) yeah, definitely. (laughs) You're supposed to come out and do that Ironman in Wisconsin, uh, yeah. So, (laughs) this
0: is this this challenge has been laid down. So, um, I'll tell you that I was thinking about this as we were talking, I was thinking about that invite, and uh, my, my butt literally puckered because that's my biggest fear, right? The last time I was on a bicycle was. Over a decade ago mm-hmm. and my ass got so chaffed so bad. I was like, I'm never doing this again. I said, I said I used to ride around on bikes. I'm doing, you know, tricks and doing all this mm-hmm. BMXer crap and tearing through the woods and jumping off of rocks. And I got old and my ass got got sensitive. <laughs> <laughs>
4: literally literally
0: like <laughs> bleeding i was like this is torture so you want me to go ride 106 miles with it <laughs> yeah it's yeah. something
4: something like that get my lance
0: on <laughs> holy crap uh, yeah there's something about jumping on uh boxes and throwing big ropes around that intrigues me i know mm-hmm. i'm being silly about that and i know there's way more to it but uh yeah so i mean t- we were talking about barriers like around here i would very much love to cross it, mm-hmm. but i don't have two bills a month to to put to that so mm-hmm. i mean just like with hunting you know there's a cost of doing stuff and you know these are barriers so if there's mm-hmm. a way to overcome that we just
4: oh did that turn on the air just kicked <laughs> on it got very loud yep well and i think too like you get, you, that barrier too like that's gonna be a big thing for anyone you know that, that's <laughs> there are so many barriers that are out there for a lot of different people and i that's a big thing within the outdoor P or the first form outdoor side of things as well, is just making sure that we can help alleviate those different barriers, right? Like, so I think about with uh, you know like the first form app, right? Well, that's something like as of now, I've gone through like built out the entire like first form outdoors Facebook group. Within there, yeah, I work personally with different people who download the app, um, you know, you actually get a real person, not just like in a call center, not a but bot. not a bot. You get yeah. someone who's on the other side, um, not get side a lovely, of the world. Yeah. You get a video message from me. <laughs> <kind> <laughs> nice. of thing. Um, but coming in there to where it's like that app, you know, you have CrossFit workouts, right. And we can talk more about that, but we have different, you know, the functional training workouts in there. You have traditional workouts you have at home with weight, without weight, like everything someone would need is right within there. Plus you have, you know, Jeremy Mullins, who's like one of our in-house registered dietitians, daily lives within that app. You have diet, nutrition, everything's there, Um, you know, to be able to give everyone the tools and like what I had said earlier is debunk. Yeah all the different stuff or things that people have been fed. Is it going to take some work? Yeah. Like I'm never going to lie to anyone. It's like what you're wanting to go through and achieve in the healthier lifestyle you want. It's going to take work. Has to. But it'll last.
0: Otherwise, everyone would do it, right? There's no magic pill, magic fad. It's just do the work. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. (laughs) It works. And when I say, you know, about the barrier being a cost, like I'm, I'm certainly not like advocating, like someone needs to give it to us for free just to make us healthy. Like that's not like people's time and their, their, their smarts are worth money, but I'm saying the fella or groups that can make an affordable, uh, plan or an affordable gym like that, that most people can get into and sink their teeth into and make it a part of their lifestyle. I think, I think the trade off in capital right away will play itself out down the road with having mm-hmm. longevity and, in, in new family members. And I say family members cause that's what they're going to become, mm-hmm. you know, that community that we keep bringing up and, they do become that. I see the camaraderie at the gym, you know, the, the, the one I go in there to run on the hamster wheel. Like I see people, I'm like, oh, if I wasn't so antisocial, I would come in here and, you know, wait for three hours to work on your your leg press because there's 10 people going
4: through it. You only have one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny because yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, the uh, it, you know, it, it all does come down to that community and it's like, what what do people go through and ultimately, you know, see as valuable to them or what holds them accountable to those different things? Because that is like, you know, you think about, it really comes down to, there are no excuses. It doesn't matter what you want to go through and ultimately do, it's just, it's actually doing what you say you want to do. right? So many people go out and say, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. It's a lot of lip service. Sure, There's a lot of that out there, but I mean, shoot for you, man, like, you've had some phenomenal results and you've done some phenomenal things when i saw that run time the other day i was like holy cow he's freaking fast right? and then to say that's not a fast time for you like <laughs> i was like oh, okay yeah. oh, i'm going to go i'm going to start running more but um you know you you chose something and that, that that is just a perfect example like going and out and walking or running costs absolutely nothing Nothing. yeah nothing so you know do you need the the crossfit gym no you don't need a crossfit gym right like do you need supplements no you don't need supplements Supplements are things they're tools they're things to fill the gaps if you're missing out on that a coach is there to help fill the gaps and teach you what you need it's like they're all things to help you move forward and see the results that you want or help you get there. F- like maybe a little bit faster, right. And maintain what you're wanting. So it's just, everyone likes to put this label, like there's gotta be a catch. It's like, no, you're, you're the catch holding you yeah, right now. That's
0: right. Yep. And I think it goes uh, without saying like, um, you do something for so long and and the same thing with in the, in Turkey hunting, right? I mean, you could go out and kill your one Turkey. You Mm can do it in a pair of jeans and you know, some (laughs) sort of camo. You don't have to invest anything in it. You can do it very minimalistically, but I think a lot of us, especially us that are just obsessed with it and obsessed with, in a healthy way with fitness, you get to a point. It's like, I need to level up. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I just don't want to just continue to stay at this plateau. Like we're constantly, Mm -hmm. And I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. I, the results are good. So I'm going to call it a good thing. Like we're, we're searching for that next level up. And how can I, how can I take this to another challenge, to another level and improve my experience? So same thing in Turkey hunting. All right. I'm tired of just hunting in New Hampshire. I'm going to go over to
4: Maine. Maine was awesome. Now I'm going to do mass mass was awesome. Now I'm going to go to Montana hmm. You know, do you get in this bird? I was like, oh, man, now I got to go through and try and figure out how I'm going to do this Grand Slam thing. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, it, it, and then it can be done. Plenty of
0: people doing it single mm-hmm. season, which is crazy. Good, good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with the fitness thing, like you said earlier, like, OK, I signed up for my first 5K. I did it. How many more 5Ks do I want to do or do I want to use a 5K as a warm up? -hmm. Get to that point where that's just the minimum. Mm -hmm. Like every time I go run, it's a minimum five k, and I'm achieving something bigger. I think most of our mentality is like that, and you see, and that's the again gets back to that quality of people. Yep, and you just end up with these awesome communities, and it and it touches so many facets of of our lives and our professional lives, and man. You can co- coalesce those people in one one area. You can have a hell of a team. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, no, Get a that's, lot done. I, I'm excited to see what what you guys have going on and trying to go through, help out, and be a part of it. You know, however, we can because um, it is there, there's there's a lot of opportunity to be able to go through and help a lot of people.
0: Yep, so um, I agree. Well, certainly, future conversations are, are going to be held. I. Uh, Um, We're not going to tease anything here. I know we got some goals you and I have talked about for uh, for convention 2023. So audience, stay tuned for that. I'm almost certain things will be coming down the line. I'm not going to commit to anything now. But when they do happen and come together, uh, you guys will will likely be the first to know. So, man, I I think that's it. Feel Mm -hmm. good about it.
4: Heck, yeah. I appreciate it. Bringing me on and that's having good, me out here. We got... Good day and a half. Start with a double beard and start with two dudes in a room. <laughs>
1: yeah. You <laughs> had take lobster. The way. Uh, yeah,
0: dude. Everything. Lobster was good. Yep. 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 Uh, the old Newicks. Those that have come out to New Hampshire and hunted with me know Newicks because that's uh, that's where I bring people. And I warn them all. We're going to eat on paper plates and plastic utensils. But the uh, the table fare outweighs the, uh, the, the, the cutlery. So... Not, not to be worried. It's like eating at a picnic yep, inside
4: yep, and it was nice. nice. Very nice. Waitresses. That's yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. Nice is out there. They liked you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was you. The Nice uh, ladies in Dover, Dover, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Yes.
0: I had the fish tacos and I, I got a new favorite on the menu They were phenomenal. Do was, they look good. I was taken aback by yeah. it. I don't like coleslaw. And I was like, that's good stuff. I may go back for the fish tacos, (laughs) man. I appreciate you coming out. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm glad we got to do this. And as I always say, you know, what, what took place this morning, you and I are ever forever connected. You are now part of my history and I'm part of yours. Um, and I think that's a pretty cool thing. It's awesome. It's, um, it's deep, it cuts deep. And I mean it when I say it, and and, then, you know, if you ever do your 49 States, if that's, you ever get to that level. You're going to look back and remember that double bearded bird in New Hampshire um,
4: after you had lobster. and It yeah, was awesome. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> Jake, thanks so much. It. Thanks for all you do.
4: Hey, thank right, you bro. as well, man.
0: Thanks again to Jake Arball for coming out, hanging out with me, chilling in the, in the New Hampshire uh, woods. And and just uh, I don't really want to say we bro out, but I mean, I, I get excited about. Turkey hunting, I get excited about fitness, wellness, all of that. So uh, I hope you felt that energy. Uh, maybe it's going to inspire you to uh, some to to you know do some goal setting, uh, take that first step into into. Um, to wellness and if you're already there uh maybe it challenges you to do some more and then and, and up your game whatever whatever you decide to do it's all good positive steps and uh you know the bottom line is being around uh, for your family for your loved ones and for that next generation of of uh, hunter conservationists um you know it's kind of what this boils down to so uh, we watch you around <laughs> and uh you know your health uh definitely <clears throat> will get you there so uh, it was a great hunt Certainly enjoyed the, the energy of, of chasing turkeys and, uh, and enjoying um, Jake uh, getting his New Hampshire bird um, and, and, and everything that came with it. So uh, that's it. That's turkey season. Next editions of this, guys. Well, it's for first of all, happy birthday, America. This is Fourth of July weekend uh, upcoming. So uh, Independence Day celebrate uh, flyer, red, white and blue. Proud. Fly high. This is, this is our birthday and America is still the finest country on the face of this planet and remains the shining city on the hill. So do so enthusiastically with smiles on your face and know no matter what you read in the news or what you see on social media, we remain constant and we are the best in the flipping world. America's got it on lock. So you know that. Happy birthday one more time, America. And like I started to say, we are going into symposium content, guys. The next time you hear from us, it's going to be from Asheville, North Carolina. Some amazing research coming out of that meeting. You're going to be brought the brightest and smartest minds in Turkey conservation, Turkey research. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my my opportunity to be down there amongst so many smart individuals. And uh, I think this is the timing of this content is perfect. Perfect. And uh it will fire you up uh for for your your fall goals going into spring twenty twenty three. Already thinking about that, you know, uh personal decisions, personal uh philosophies on your fall and what that looks like as far as uh, you know, habitat enhancement. Are you gonna hunt turkeys in the fall? That's you know, obviously it's a personal choice where it's legal. So it, tons of stuff to think about. All of that is coming uh Probably over at least two episodes because there's just a ton of information here to bring you guys. And we want to bring all of it to you. So uh, that's it, guys. Happy birthday, America. Thank you, Jake. First Form Outdoors. Go give them a like on the socials. They got some good content there and uh, good fitness how-tos and tips. If you're looking to add to a a new regimen, you want a good program, hit Jake up and and, and his professional pals. they'll, They'll get you straight. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. If you're on land, don't drink and drive. If you're on the water, don't drink and ride. Watch your backswing on them treble hooks. Don't get caught up in any of that. (laughs) No one wants to go to the hospital. And enjoy time with your family and friends. Love each other. Take care of each other. America is the greatest country on the face of the earth. Never forget it. Happy birthday. We're out. See ya.
3: This is Jason Hart, co-founder of Nomad Outdoor, and I'm here to welcome you to the Turkey Call All Access Podcast hosted by my good buddy Fred Bird. At Nomad, we're constantly innovating to keep you more effective in the field. Check out our new 2022 Nomad turkey products, including our innovative bull lounger turkey vest, our new mesh-like pant, and our bino harness system designed with a turkey hunter in mind. Also, for you whitetail, waterfowl, and western big-game hunters, keep a lookout for new products coming later this summer by Nomad. Nomad, gear that hunts.
2: Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.
1: Picture this, the sky full of birds, a good dog by your blind, and the pinnacle of reliability in your hands. When the entire experience relies on the moment that trigger is pulled, your shotgun better be nothing less than perfect. Benelli's Super Black Eagle 3. dominate the skies.